Hey, hey, this is Lindsay McLaughlin with The Mompreneur Life, where we will explore all aspects of momming and where you get to create the lifestyle of your dreams. Sit back, relax, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Mompreneur Life. I'm Lindsay McLaughlin, your host, and today we have Alexia with us, and I am so excited on what she is going to share with you guys. This woman has got it going on uh, with kids. She is a scientist and running a business in New York. It is pretty incredible. So Alexia, I want you to take it away and just share a little bit about what you do with us and a little bit about your life. Yeah, of course. Um, So I am I founded and I own a science learning center in Brooklyn, New York. And basically what we do are affordable science classes and after school programs, birthday parties, field trips um, for the kids in our community. And um, I, I spend a lot of the time making our classes not only fun and hands-on, but accessible and just being able to have a lot of families join into our science classes that wouldn't normally have access to these types of classes or these types of materials and tools and tinkering. So that's primarily the reason why I started our our science learning center. Um, And then I also started um, a subscription kit called the Steminist Coaching Kit. And that's more for, yeah. And that's more for our teen and tween girls that are interested in science, technology, engineering, and math. So our STEM fields. And I take them through step-by-step on different types of skills that would help them throughout their STEM journey. So whether that's growing mind, grow, um, building their growth mindset or learning how to network. Um, and then each box features a hands-on Um, science project. So a lot of hands-on project-based in both of those veins and um, also just a little bit of coaching and sharing my experiences with my students. So as young as three, all the way up to 17. So wherever my kids are on their science journey, I really just want to share my experiences with them and help them out, forge their own path. That is incredible. How cool. Okay. So you were pretty young when you started your STEM lab? Yeah, I was only 29. And that was only a few years ago, not even. Um, Urban STEAM Lab is not quite three years old yet. Um, So we opened our doors when I was still in my 20s, my my tail, the tail end of my 20s. And I feel like that alone is so much value that you can add to others, because how often do you hear women say in general, well, I'm just too young. Well, I don't have enough experience yet, but you prove that wrong. Like, no, just do it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think that I've really adopted the whole, you know, you're never going to be ready, fully ready. And you're never going to have a plan exactly the way that you want it. There's always going to be room for growth. There's always going to be error. There's always going to be things that, that come up that you don't think about. And honestly, I think because I became a mother at such a young age that, um, you know, I wasn't ready, I I, I didn't feel ready to become a mother, you know, I I became pregnant, she wasn't planned, I was only 19 years old. And so I think that that mindset of like, 
this is happening right out. I think that kind of to kind of, well, I did that part really hard thing and I didn't have a plan. I don't have a plan for this, but I, I know that I can do it because there are plenty of things that I didn't know how to do that I figured out along the way. So I think becoming a young mom and kind of muscling through motherhood while I'm still figuring out my own identity, I think that really prepared me to take on so many other risks that maybe I just wouldn't have taken had I not had kids so young. Um, so I think that it made me just more confident in my innate ability to figure it out, not necessarily to build a plan, but to kind of figure it out along the way and be okay with, with how it went. Yeah, for sure. Well, and don't you think a lot of that comes just from confidence too? Like you had to be confident in yourself. How did you find that confidence? Well, I mean, I think I was always somewhat excited by taking risks just at me as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you take a certain amount of risks or when you're faced with a lot of challenges or when you give yourself challenges and take on new tasks, that that confidence builds with it. So, you know, you might not be confident at first, but if you if you decide, oh, you know what, I'm going to do this thing that I know I'm not good at, I've never done before, but it looks really cool. The more you take on things that you're uncomfortable with, that are a, that's a little bit outside of your zone of expertise, then that confidence starts to build because you do figure it out along the way. So those little wins, although you might not be the best at something, you really learn to celebrate those little wins and say, hey, like, look how far I've come. And, and, you know, just a few months ago, I thought that I could not do this at all. You know, I mean, and that could be for anything. I mean, I started picking up guitar and I was like, how do people even play chords? Like, how do people do that? And how do people sing and play at the same time? And so, I mean, it really can be, um, it can be in any, realm of life any new skill it's like you're not have to be okay with that you don't know you don't know what you don't know and you have to be okay with learning and just you know being humbled by the experience and looking back and acknowledging how far you've come you might not be where you want to be but you are so much further than where you even even imagined a few months ago so I think just really taking stock of how far you've come in every aspect of your life really builds that confidence. Oh, that was so well said. And you know, with the guitar, well, first off, are you still playing guitar? Like, are you doing it now? I am still playing guitar. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, as my coach says, like we have to look at with the end in mind, don't worry about the how, if you say, okay, I'm, I'm going to play the guitar. You have no idea how, but if you say, I'm going to play the guitar, I'm great at playing the guitar. Guess what? You'll figure it out. You'll start taking exactly. You'll, start exactly. You'll figure out the how. So same with your business or raising a kid or anything else. I had no idea how to breastfeed my kid. Like You could read it in a book before you <laughs> ever did it. And you're like, oh God, like a kid's going to be literally on my boob for like a year. Like what? But then all of a sudden it just happens. <laughs> I'm going to breastfeed. You don't know how that actually works until you just, you just do. Um, 
sorry, I went on a tangent there, but it's so exactly. <laughs> I think that that's what's yeah. And I think that that's what stops a lot of people is that they're like, I'm not going to be good at this. And it's like, of course you're not. Of course you're not going to be good at it. It's your first time. It's your first thing that you're doing. And you start small, but if you just keep the and like you there. Yes. Yes. So my guess is you're a woman on the go here and you've got a lot under your belt already and I'm guessing you're not stopping yeah. so what what's your next like end in mind what are some of your next upcoming goals well I'm really excited about the launch of my feminist um coaching kit goes I'm very excited about that oh, and so um, I also started um it well it launched launched this month so this past week it launched so I'm very excited to see how that goes and I've there's there's some local buzz and um we're going to be having our subscription kit the first box in a local bookstore so that's very exciting and I've never done things like that like to have product I mean my business is very service-based so this is the first time that I to share with the world and you know, to really get my reach out there. And I think that, you know, with, with the subscription kit or not, I mean, I think that that's my primary goal for the future is to just keep my reach going and, you know, expand outside of the local community and really just share everything I've learned. I mean, I, going back to, I had my first very young, um, you know, I wasn't quite a teen mom. She was born when I was 20, but I really want to support um, young moms and I really want to go back um, to my roots and really help them with their next step in life. So whether that looks like, um, you know, helping young moms to get their GED, helping them to apply for college. So building out um, a community group in that sense to really get young moms the confidence that they need to get the next step of their life, whatever that is. And I think when you have kids, especially um, as a mom, you really feel that sense of, I want to be some someone that my kid is proud of. And I want to be someone that is a role model to my kid. And I felt that very strongly, especially having kids so young, because I didn't have anything figured out, nothing. I, <laughs> I had like yeah. a mattress on the floor in my tiny Portland apartment. And I was like, oh my gosh, and now we're having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and um so I I figured it out and you know we did it and we got through it and you know now we have four kids um but I just really want to be the support for other young moms um and I want to help other women and girls in science so that's I, I I'm really I guess I guess thinking about it and talking about it now, I, I kind of want to go backwards in time and help myself almost over and over again through other people. Um, so that's I guess that cool that's, concept, that's like think. my That's mind. so cool. Yeah. yeah. That is so cool. So to these young women, what, if you could give them just one piece of advice and you're like, if you know just this one thing, if you learn nothing else from me, take this away, what would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. I would probably say, do it now and figure it out later. Mm. 
so good. What about if you could tell them, read this one book and this will make such a huge impact in your life. What one book would you recommend? Oh, um, I feel like any, any book on the topic of building a growth mindset. Mm. I don't have one in particular, but I think that, that building a growth mindset is the best and easiest way to building success and achievement because it, it gives you everything that you need to keep going. A hundred percent. And it helps you know yourself, especially when you're so, I mean, none of us, like it takes years for us to all learn ourselves anyway. We're constantly learning more right. about ourselves, but being so young and it's so much easier to be not manipulated, but affected by the outside world. Definitely. Having a strong growth mindset, you start to learn yourself, which then just propels you forward and anything else you're trying to do, don't you think? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, being, trying something new, whatever it is, whether it's opening a business or becoming a mom or, you know, just starting a new venture, expanding, any type of growth is just so uncomfortable. So being able to learn how to be comfortable within that uncomfortable yes. feeling is important. And I think that if you can learn how to do that, that is the one best skill that I think is worth learning how to do is being comfortable in the uncomfortable feeling of growth. Yes. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. I was actually just talking to my coach about this. Like there's a couple of things I'm really working on and a couple like fear things I'm going through and that uncomfortable feeling. And I'm constantly texting him like, okay, I did it. I did it. But man, my heart was beating so fast and oh, it does not feel comfortable. But guess what? In like two weeks, if I just continuously do this, my heart's not going to race anymore. It'll, it'll just become comfortable. And then I got to move on to like the next uncomfortable thing. Exactly. And then that's how you build that confidence is looking back and being like, oh my gosh, that was so hard. But I, I did that. I did that. That was so hard. My heart was beating. I was terrified. I thought it wasn't going to go over well. And it's just, you know, seeing that you did it anyway, that builds that bravery and that self-efficacy. Like I can do this, whatever it is. Yes. Yeah. Um, actually, you know, I've had a quote sitting on my bathroom for years and it's really just now like settling in with me, but it actually says life is easy when you look forward to it. It's even easier when you look back on it. So what you were just saying, when you like look back on those uncomfortable moments, you're like, gosh, that was so hard. But then looking back, you're like, but was it like, that was actually really like, that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I mean, we're, we're our own worst enemies, right? I mean, we talk ourselves out of a lot of things, but think about how many things we would do if we didn't spend the time talking ourselves out of it. Think about where we'd be then, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so true. We got to stop self-sabotaging. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, where you did not self-sabotage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where you did not self-sabotage is the fact that you are doing something. I mean, you're doing so many unique things, but the fact that you're a scientist too, let's talk about that. I love how you wrote in this thing where people look at you and they're like, wait, what? You're a scientist and you own this place. Like that just seems so mind blowing. Yeah. <laughs> You can be anything, right? And then still, yeah. So I mean, together. yeah. So I mean, and I, I know that 
you know, no one can see me right now, but you know, I have bright turquoise hair. I have facial piercings. Like I'm covered in tattoos. I, I am young, but I look like I'm 17, you know, like, <laughs> and, um, uh, and so a lot of people don't really expect me to look the way that I look, especially if I'm, you know, sharing the, the most prestigious things that I've done, you know, I mean, on paper, it looks so amazing. And I mean, it not to say just on paper. I mean, I, I do think the things that I'm doing are amazing. It's just, I think for a lot of people, it doesn't commute with the way that it doesn't compute the way that I look. Um, so my background is in physics, math, and in neuroscience. And oftentimes I just, I was ostracized because I looked so different from the typical scientist that you would think about. I mean, if I say, think about what a scientist looks like, I think most of us would kind of think of like this older guy, you know, um, big white lab coat on glasses. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. And, and that just isn't real life for so many scientists. There are many of us that either look like me or just, it's very diverse. And so I love challenging that stereotype um, of what a scientist can look like. So my, um, my undergrad was in physics and in math. Um, I was often the only girl in my class. And then so to come in, you know, pumping with my frozen milk in my little like lunchbox with the ice pack and, you know, with, you know, just having my nursing shirt on and my kids are in the daycare next to campus and stuff that already was such a turnoff for so many people to work with me just because they did not know how to interact with a woman, you know, it was just very, um, so I had a hard time finding my tribe, you know, I didn't really find a community. I definitely felt like I had to prove myself because I was working at a deficit. I felt that so many people looked at me like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> and so I worked so hard and, you know, I would have a baby in one arm, my toddler, you know, waking up at night, doing my math homework, doing differential equations, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I killed it and I killed it and I'm so proud. And, you know, that experience of being ostracized and being pushed out of the sciences, that's what propelled me to create the Science Learning Center and to create the Steminist Coaching Kit because I know that there are other people, other women, other girls that look like me or that look like each other or that are diverse. Or um, And I want to bring all of us together because I think that having a community when you're doing something that, that challenges the status quo is just so important. And um, so... From then on, once I decided that I wanted to really challenge the stereotype of what a scientist could be, I moved into developmental neuroscience. So then I started studying on how people learn and how different, how being subjected to stereotypes actually changes your brain and it changes your outlook and what you're able to achieve. Um, so not just confidence within yourself, but the confidence of other people in you really changes your brain and it changes the pathways in your brain. So I began to really delve deep into that. And so that's why, that's why I think that 
I have this unique perspective because I'm not just saying in my experience, it was ABC. I'm also saying in the neuroscience literature, like in, in the scientific community, there, if you are not accepted by the people in that community, it really affects the way you see yourself. And that is, you know, said by science. And so I really like that I have that backing that's like, no, this is fact. And this is why we need to change it. Um, so, and there's not very many people that, that double dip in the hard sciences and in the, in the soft sciences, like psychology and things like that. So, um, mixed with my unique that it, it has a lot of value in sharing my story with the world. Heck yeah, it does. That's incredible. And you're just owning you. You're yeah, exactly. I just do what, you know, I, I do what I want. Yeah, And, you know, sometimes, sometimes my husband, I mean, he's a lot more traditional. Um, he's a doctor and we go to these doctor gatherings and stuff and everyone's like, what? That's your wife? You know? <laughs> and like, and we've had conversations of like, you know, now that you're, now that you're working at Mount Sinai or now that you're working at Columbia or now that you're doing this like do you think you're gonna like cover your tattoos or dye your hair a normal color and I'm like no way no way because I am gonna own who I am and I'm gonna be true to myself because when I'm true to myself that's when I'm glowing and that's when the confidence pours out and that's when I'm able to be like this is what I think and this is why you need to listen and that's when I'm able to take up space so uh -huh. So, you know, cool. I think it's just be true to who you are, you know? That is so cool. Oh my gosh, I love it. So <laughs> another big question then, what was your why? What is, what is your why that keeps you moving forward? And is it the same why as when you first started? I actually, yes. I would say my why is definitely to challenge stereotypes in the science community, but also as a woman and to show up as someone who is not limited by what society thinks that they should be. And to really show other women and girls, especially how powerful they can be. So that's my why is is showing up completely so that way I can help other women and girls show up as well to their full potential. Awesome. Oh, that's huge. I think finding your why, knowing your why, not finding it, knowing your why, it, it has to be there. If you're, you know, I, I know the times that I've gone after a business strictly for the money or because somebody told me to, it doesn't, it doesn't do it. There's no passion behind it. It doesn't. You got to know doesn't. your why and feel, really feel it deep. Yes. And it sounds like you've got, yeah, I feel on. like, yeah, I, I, I feel like when you know your why you get up in the morning motivated and with purpose already, because I mean, you really feel like when you know your why you really feel like you're changing the world and be, be because you are, you know, it, it, your world might be 
small at first, but it has such a rippling effect to everyone around you, to everyone around those people that you've inspired. And when you wake up with that purpose, knowing your why, it's just such a powerful thing that I think does change, change the world. Yes. And you are changing the world, woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. That's awesome. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, Alexia, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being on here today. And where can people find you, especially if they're interested in the Steminist kits? Yeah. So uh, people can find me on Instagram at Urban Steam Lab for um, my science learning center in Brooklyn, New York. And then everyone can also find me for the Steminist kit at USL underscore Steminist. Awesome. Well, we will be sure to include that when we post the podcast. And um, any last words then that you want to share? I'm just so grateful um, for you to interview me and I'm excited to be able to share my story and I'm excited to learn more about other women who are pursuing their goals and their dreams and I can't wait to to really like binge your podcast and see what other powerful women are out there and help to support them as well. So I'm just, so thank you for this experience. Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And um, you are doing some awesome things. We're looking forward to following you and all the other big things you're going to be accomplishing. So, um, so thank you and have such a Merry Christmas season. Yeah, you too. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you've loved this episode of Mompreneur Life, please be sure to subscribe below and tune in for our next episode. Thanks. Have a great day.